All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland, episode 55. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. I know for me, it's just going by so quickly. I feel like it just spends, you spend so much time when you live in Ohio looking forward to the summer. Uh, and then when it happens, it just goes by with the snap of a finger. And it's, it's kind of sad. It's already August 10th here when I'm recording this. Um, so we're just rolling through the months. But the one exciting thing about summer going by quickly is that we inch closer and closer to the start of football season, which is so exciting. Last week we had the Hall of Fame enshrinement, um, and as well as the Cowboys Steelers Hall of Fame game. Um, you know, it's always just kind of a bad game, as most preseason games are. So I'm just looking forward to getting uh, closer here to the regular season and kicking off this season of football. Um, if I'm going to do my little spiel at the beginning here about leaving a review and a rating because I feel like I always leave it towards the end and when I leave it towards the end you might not be listening anymore so I'm grabbing you in early asking you to please just look down at your phone or your computer wherever you're at leave me a review or rating on the podcast would super appreciate it means a lot to me when I see those come in. So just literally, it's two seconds of your time. You can do it while you're listening to me. I give you permission to tune out the next 20 seconds of me speaking so that you can leave that reviewer rating. Okay, so a couple things to get into today. Since last episode, I feel like um, a lot's been happening and moving in football since training camp has been in, in full swing here, as well as um, the NBA draft, which happened, I think, right after I recorded last episode, I believe. Um, so going to get into a little bit of that as well as we get into summer league for, for the NBA this season. Um, okay, so we'll start with that, actually. Uh, obviously, the Cavs went ahead and drafted Evan Mobley with the third pick. Uh, they did not trade, which is honestly the only thing I was truly worried about. I felt confident in the top three guys in the draft, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley, that I was going to be comfortable with taking any of those three guys. I just did not want to drop out of that top three, and we didn't do that. So that's a great sign, first and foremost. Um, and I think Evan Mobley was an awesome selection. Uh, it'll be an interesting you know, combo having him out there with Jared Allen, uh, who just actually signed a five-year, $100 million deal with the Cavs. I was definitely hoping we were going to keep Jared Allen around. I think I was just surprised um, that we signed that deal for him. At the same time, I do think that's a manageable enough deal that if it doesn't work out with Jared Allen, you can you can trade that contract. It's not like getting stuck in a Kevin Love level contract that you truly cannot find anyone who would want to take that on. Um, so that was exciting to see, just actually committing to some pieces there. Uh, and I think Jared Allen still has a lot of potential if we can surround him um, with guys like Evan Mobley. Um, so summer league has kind of started in the first summer league summer league game that the Cavs had. Um, Evan Mobley had 12 points, five rebounds, and three blocks. So just an okay performance. But to be honest, I really just don't put 
too much stock in summer league and i don't feel like i do this with most sports putting too much stock into things that aren't happening in actual game time um, because so much changes over the coming months as you're learning the game you're in a league that you have never been in before playing with a higher level of talent uh, when you're a rookie coming into whatever sport you play so i i really don't put a ton of stock in it but it is good to see that he can just at least play like we know that the dude can play uh, and so i'm looking forward to seeing how he kind of mesh meshes with some of those other guys um, and looking forward to maybe my goal being to make it into one of those play-in games in this coming season being that ninth or tenth seed potentially that could just inch in there and maybe have a shot at, at taking one of those play-in games so um feeling more positive about the Cavs than I have in quite some time I would say um, other, I guess I kind of didn't mention this in my intro either, but other NBA news um, are the one million different trades that happened um, in the last two weeks, I, I would say. Um, most notably, some of the moves that the Lakers have um, made, one being Russell Westbrook and the other being Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I was... I was surprised, but I was not surprised because there were only so many potential options on what the Lakers could do in this offseason um, to acquire some top tier talent to really give, uh, you know, the nets of the world a run for their money in this coming season. Uh, I'm not sure if I thought Russell Westbrook was the perfect fit, and I, I still don't believe that he's the perfect fit, but um, they needed somebody else. They needed another star, I think, especially when you look at how injury-prone Anthony Davis is. LeBron is continuing to get older with each year and has had you know some more recent injury issues last season, so um, you can't afford to have those two guys alone carrying the team because when they're not on the floor, we saw what happened this last season. So I, I think it was it was right of them to try to acquire another star. I'm just interested to see how Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James being on the floor at the same time, how they're going to be able to spread the ball. Are we going to have you know issues between the three of them um, being on the court together? Carmelo Anthony was a selection I was not surprised by, obviously, because of his friendship with LeBron. They've never had the opportunity to play together, so now he gets to play with another one of his buddies, um, which I'm sure he's very excited about. They do have a pretty old team, which I know a lot of people are making jokes about some of their other smaller signings, um, Dwight Howard being one, he's back. You know, they just have a bit of an older roster, uh, so we'll see how that pans out. If some injury issues happen, that could change um, um, throughout the year. So that was pretty big news. Um, they also got rid of um, Alex Caruso, who is now on the Chicago Bulls. He signed a four-year deal with them. Uh, so that was pretty big news. We had, just going to list off a couple other ones that I found super interesting. Uh, Andre Drummond to the 76ers. I felt like that was an odd combo of him and Joel Embiid. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. Um, Kyle Lowry to the Heat. 
Um, Chris Paul is going to be staying with the Suns, um, so I, I found that interesting as well. And then the last one that really um, kind of threw me was Lonzo Ball to the Chicago Bulls. Um, I I am not I'm notably not a big Ball family fan. I think um, I still always have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth from the way their dad behaved, um, but you don't really hear from him anymore. So. I'm trying not to put my feelings about that on his his sons in the league. So um, that'll be interesting to see how he does there and how he fits in there. A lot of teams made some pretty major moves um, this offseason, but you've also had people staying. KD staying with the Nets, signing a four-year extension. Kawhi is staying with the Clippers. So um, lots of moves, but still a lot of the same in, in the NBA. And we'll see if any of it actually works. Um, Like I've mentioned in many recent episodes, we've had this era of super teams in the NBA, and now you have a a team like the Bucks winning who really built themselves in a more standard way. You still have teams, as you can see in what I just listed, trying to acquire multiple stars. Um, So we'll see if it works, or we'll see if the more traditional way carries over again into the next season. but it was um, an overwhelming couple days with all of the announcements, the woge bombs on Twitter of what was happening, where players were going, or if they were staying. But um, yeah, mostly wanted to talk about the Lakers stuff. So um, that'll be it for basketball. And now I obviously have a lot to say about football. So let's start off with the enshrinement. Um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement happened last weekend, one of the best weekends of the year. As I've talked about many times on this podcast, I used to be an intern at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in college. Truly one of the most magical weekends to be a part of. It's emotional. I was thinking back to when I went to the Hall of Fame game on the the first year I worked my internship and I remember almost tearing up walking into the stadium because it was really the first moment that kicks off that football season I had been working hard all summer and it was just such a rewarding feeling to look around and see fans enjoying the sport and see people celebrating and football is just such a, a community that I just I was overwhelmed with a lot of emotion it was I'll never forget that feeling that first time walking into the Hall of Fame game um, so obviously this year's was the Steelers and the Cowboys boring game it's never that good of a game um, and you don't expect it to be because people don't want their major players to get injured in the Hall of Fame game um, most notably, though, from the enshrinement, I would say, was Peyton Manning. Um, you had one, Tom Brady was there to kind of celebrate with him and support him, which I found super interesting that he did take some time off from his training camp with the Buccaneers to celebrate Peyton. Um, I thought Peyton's speech was awesome. Um, he was very prepared. He knew how much time he had, and he had it down perfectly on how he was going to present it with even kind of a little powerpoint happening in the background as well some visual examples for for the group um i i know a lot of people have been saying this too after watching him speak like that and the way he talks about the sport 
that he just kind of seems like he could be the next commissioner of the NFL. Um, and I, the more I think about it, the more I see that in Peyton's future. I just, I think he wants to give back to the sport, and that's that's certainly one way, probably the most generous way to give back to the sport. Um, I think he'd do a fantastic job at it. I think he has that relatability factor to players and coaches because he has that relationship with them already. Um, I don't know if Peyton would want to do it, though. I don't know if he's ever been asked that question very more specifically or if he has ever even thought about it because obviously it does it's a commitment it's you, you know your retirement's not going to be just um sitting on the beach every day like you have things to do you're managing a probably billion dollar business um so it's it's a lot um but i think he would do a great job at it so we'll see what happens in the future obviously that's still kind of in advance but i know a lot of people have been kind of talking about that and I just think it would be really interesting okay so getting into some more brown stuff we obviously have our preseason games coming up we just had the orange and brown orange and brown scrimmage at first energy last weekend uh, about 20,000 fans showed up which is absolutely insane Baker said it himself that you know no other team or city would bring that level of fandom in for an inter-squad scrimmage. I mean, it was incredible looking at the videos. People were tailgating at 9 a.m. Just awesome to see overall. Um, I had actually gone to Brown's training camp on the Friday before the Orange and Brown scrimmage. That was Friday of last week. And it was just awesome to be there. There were a ton of fans. Everyone just decked out. Um... The players were kind of far away, so it was hard to see a lot of what was happening. But um, Miles Garrett, I I have nothing but good things to say about Miles Garrett. He continuously was, you know, smiling and waving at the fans, interacting with the fans. He went up and took a kid's phone and was taking selfies on it, um, just like truly. A good person and you can tell he just has a good heart and you've heard that you know from reports in the media that every single day of training camp miles is the one making an effort to go out there and interact with the fans and make it you know a good experience for them and I think that's just a testament to the kind of person he is and it just every time he does something great I just can't help but go back to in my mind the fact that there are people on this earth that truly think that Miles Garrett is a horrible person for what happened a few years ago with Mason Rudolph. And I just can't wrap my brain around thinking like that or feeling that way about him because I just think everything that we know about him, other than that one moment of lapsed judgment, um, I think he seems like the most stand up guy in the league. And I I'm just never going to feel any other way about him unless he did something actually horrible um and it was just great to see see him in the way he interacted with the the kids especially but yeah it was great to be at training camp great to see um you know kind of the highlights of the orange and brown scrimmage as well and just overall in training camp i think a couple of the things that have stood out to me that um the media has been reporting one being donovan peoples jones and how good he has looked throughout the entire process of training camp just 
really stepping up to the plate. I think, you know, part of that is OBJ is not practicing at, at full strength because they obviously do not want to throw him back into it full swing coming off of the injury that he had. So, you know, DPJ is going to be getting some more reps, which obviously makes sense. Um, but those are the moments you do have to se- step up to the plate. There's only going to be so many times in a player's career that they have that opportunity um, to step up when someone else is not able to be, you know, there 100% of the time or taking reps is in the way that they would if they were totally healthy. Uh, so it's good to see that we have those options on offense um, should, you know, God forbid horrible things happen or other injuries happen, you want to be as deep as possible. Um, and so to have him improving a lot from last year, you still have obviously both OBJ and Jarvis and then Hollywood as well. Having all of those options is really exciting. And then you also have the rookie in Anthony Schwartz. So it's really great to see, um, guys like that stepping up to the plate um so nick chubb the big news his extension three-year 36 million dollar deal i have already purchased and received my nick chubb 75th anniversary jersey and i am so excited about it i can't even i might wear it every single day um because i have been planning for a while now to buy a Nick Chubb jersey, but I've been waiting until they would sign an extension for him because I didn't want to get a jersey and then the Browns decide not to re-sign him. Um, So I've been waiting and waiting for this extension to happen. It finally did. I immediately ordered his jersey and nobody could be more deserving of this than than Nick Chubb. I know there's always a lot of conversations on the value of a running back in football from an analytics perspective, it is always shown that there's just not as much value for a team in a running back, as well as the fact that running backs deteriorate much earlier on in their career than, say, uh, a receiver, you know, someone or other players just in general. Running backs usually peak a little bit earlier on in their career. So a lot of times people are hesitant to sign them for deals that go later into their career without knowing if they're going to still be able to produce at at a high level. But I think we all are confident in the fact that Nick Chubb is going to be able to produce for at least a couple more years for us, if not more. He is a workhorse. He is durable i know he's had you know some injury issues in the past but man when that when that guy is out there he is no one can compete he is you ask him for eight yards he gives you 10 yards he is always pushing to get those little bit of extra steps little extra push um in any moment that he can i think he's one of the hardest working players on the team he's humble he just seems like a good person overall and that's the kind of guy you want um so i couldn't be happier that we made the decision and i think we got a pretty good deal for him too um and i think that's just been the pattern with andrew barry and the way he's been you know working the browns salary cap in general just um getting guys at manageable salaries but still rewarding players for playing well and producing um he's balanced it really well so far i just there hasn't been many decisions made that i feel um weird about um in terms of the amount of money anyone is getting i feel pretty good about the choices that he's made so far 
Um, which brings me to Baker. So obviously with the massive contract that Josh Allen just signed with the Buffalo Bills, um, that has, you know, created and continued conversation about both Baker and Lamar Jackson and what is going to happen with their their futures with each of their teams and what their contracts are going to look like because what we've really seen is over the last couple of years between Patrick Mahomes and, and Dak Prescott and now Josh Allen, the bar has continued to get higher and higher with how much we are paying quarterbacks in this league and how much you have to value good quarterbacks in this league. Um, I always feel like people think that they're just going to be able to just find another quarterback, find another great quarterback if they don't sign the one that they have that's producing for them. Um, and that just that doesn't happen. Good quarterbacks do not come around very often. Um, and if anyone should know that, that should be Cleveland Browns fans. We've never had good quarterbacks in my entire life. Um, so I certainly do not want to let Baker Mayfield get away from us. And I don't think the organization wants to let him get away from us either. I don't think that's even really the question at this point. I think the question is how much money uh, and when. Uh, it's not, are we going to do it? I think we are going to do it. It, it feels like it's going to happen at some point. It's how much money and when. Um, I think we know at this point that Lamar Jackson will probably make, in my mind, will make more money than Baker Mayfield because he has an, you know, an MVP season under his belt. He has you know, more that he can, can say for what he's done for the team than Baker has, quite honestly. I think the context, of course, matters. Baker has brought in a franchise that has had you know, 25 years of just awful football to have more success than we've ever had. So I think context does matter. But at the same time, Baker has only had one playoff season um, and, you know, struggled in his 2019 season. So he has not had back-to-back stellar seasons to say he could do this consecutively in a row. That's not a knock to Baker because there are other factors surrounding why that happened coaching, you know, just external factors that didn't allow him to succeed in 2019. Um, but that is just the fact of the matter. He has not had back-to-back great seasons that he can say, hey, I need X amount of money that's going to be exactly like a Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has obviously taken the Bills last season to the AFC Championship. He was right behind Aaron Rodgers in the MVP scoring. So, you know, those guys do have more accolades that they can say for themselves uh, when trying to get these deals done that Baker does not have. Again, I don't want this to come off at all as an octave Baker. I want Baker to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I think we are going to have a lot of success for him with him for a very long time. I just think you have to consider all factors surrounding these contracts getting done. What I love the most about Baker Mayfield is the way he answers these continued questions um, from the media about, you know, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen's contract or when you're going to get your contract done or just in general, any of those questions about getting a deal done. Uh, and he just shuts them down every time. And I don't personally knock the media for asking them. That's their job. They're supposed to ask him 
And I know for some people it gets repetitive, um, but that's how we have access to our players and know what's, what they're thinking, what's going through their head. Um, and that's how we have an answer from Baker on how he's feeling about it, which is that he doesn't care. He literally doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to think about it. The only thing he wants to think about is winning and what he's going to do on the field this season. And that's the thing I love most about Baker Mayfield. And I was listening to... Um, I can't remember who it was earlier today, but it was a segment on a sports talk show just kind of going over again Baker's entire career in football and how much his mindset makes sense right now um, because Baker has never cared about the external factors. He has always cared about what he's doing on the field and knows that if he can prove himself on the field, the money will follow, the accolades will follow, all of those things will come if he works hard and does what he needs to do on the field. It happened when he walked on at Oklahoma. He didn't care that he didn't have, you know, a scholarship like the other guys did at the time. He just wanted to play and he knew that if he could prove himself that that would follow and that would come in the future. And then he ended up winning the Heisman there. Um, he was the first pick in the NFL draft when he came to the Browns. And all he has ever wanted to do was just work hard and win. He's never wanted to make you know ridiculous promises or do anything other than put in the time and make sure that we were starting to win more than we were before that. And that's what he's going to continue to do. And Baker Mayfield knows that if he continues to win and play well, the Cleveland Browns will, you know, be a known a well-renowned franchise in the league, and the money will come to him from that. Um, and that is the best feeling in the world to have a quarterback that has that mindset and that truly just cares um, about what he is doing on the field uh, rather than all of those external factors that I'm sure would be really easy to get caught up in. I can't imagine that if I was in his position, I wouldn't be thinking about the money that was going to come to me in the coming years. It's hard not to think about that. I mean, you're able to set your family up well. You're you know, generations of your family up well with that kind of money. Uh, so of course it's hard not to, to think about that and want to focus on it. Um, but I'm sure there's been plenty of players that have gotten caught up in the, the money and um, external factors and that hurt them on the field. So the money did not come to them at that point. The money did not follow because they messed up with caring too much about things that don't matter, um, at least matter to your production on the field. So I love it. I love everything about it. He's going to keep answering that question the same way. I understand they're going to keep asking him, and I love that he has continued to to stay strong and stay firm in what he feels, um, while also you know congratulating Josh Allen, feeling proud for other quarterbacks in his draft class. And Baker's just going to keep doing what he's going to do, and that's why he is the perfect quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, well, whew. I'm out of breath now. I just I feel very passionately about about that topic. Um, but that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for listening. Um, like I said at the beginning, ratings, reviews. I love them. I need them. Just bring them on. I appreciate it all. Um, I hope you guys enjoy more of your summer. I'll be back soon uh, as we inch closer and closer to football.